Well, welcome everybody. It's another Monday night, and how exciting. We've got some really, really cool things happening tonight, and our guest is so, oh my gosh, that's all I have to say. Just wait. You just wait, especially if you have teenagers, and you got that either yourself, or they're around you, or you're a teacher, or you're a grandma. It's going to be totally applicable to what you've got happening in your life if you've got teens, even if you're just an aunt or an uncle. Like I'm an aunt. I don't have any kids except for furry kids. So I, I, I get my, uh, my fix of teenagers through my nieces and nephews, or my niece and my nephews. So first I want to get into, um, let you know who I am in case this is the first time you've ever heard this. You could be listening live or you could be listening somewhere on the Internet or in the, this virtual world of uh, technology. <laughs> you know, this uh, recording goes everywhere. I mean, it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, it's on other things that Monty has put it on. So people listen in from everywhere. And I'm Jen Springer, and I've been with Young Living since 2001. And my anniversary is coming up here in like two weeks. And I'll be going into my 17th year, which is totally bonkers and crazy. And, you know, I just remember thinking, you know, so many people are in this situation where, you, you know, you just not, you're not happy with what you're doing with your life. Even you might like your job, but you feel like, oh, man, I wish there was more I could do to help people, or I wish that I could be more free with my time so that I could do some of the things I love because I'm working 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and I live for my nights, and I'm so tired at night that I just barely eat dinner and then do a few things and go to bed. Or maybe you live for the weekend, and the weekend you're just busy taking care of your house and just wrapping up what you couldn't do through, throughout the week. <laughs> and you feel like, where's my life? You know, do you just start living at 65? Or maybe, you know, it's even older retirement now. Some people can't retire till they're 70 or, or older. And that's one thing that this business offers people is, of course, health. I mean, and great health. I mean, we all know these products are just unparalleled you know I mean we could do all the science and research and data and and all the technical wonderful things that make our products do what they do but outside of that we have this amazing business and whether you're working part-time and you just want to make a couple hundred bucks extra a month to pay for your product and maybe a little bit more put it in your little mad you know mad money fund or you want to make a full-time income or beyond and take you know bring your spouse home with you or pay off debt or pay for college cash or whatever it is you're doing, um, this is you know an amazing business. And I've seen it throughout the years. I've seen myself have uh, incredible benefits, uh, especially when you got to take life, you know, off time off a little while and come back and come back to your business and it's still sitting there and it's even growing without you. I don't know where else you can do that. You know, if you had something happen in your life right now where you couldn't work for six months or a year or even two years would you still earn your salary? You know, that's the question. I mean, that's what happened to myself and Monty just these last couple of years, and we were able to, you know, I was still making my five-figure checks from Young Living. <laughs> and it's a gift, and I know that you want that. And the other thing is, you know, to remember, because I know sometimes it's hard for you to talk about the business to people. You know, sometimes we feel like weirdos when we, be, you know, hey, well, you want to join my business? You know, and learning the skill to do that without feeling like a weirdo. But we have this incredible gift that can save people sometimes. You know, I can't imagine if my sponsors never said, 
hey, you know, I'd like to talk to you about going into business with me. I cannot imagine where my life would be, you know, without that, having that, this great gift of this business from Young Living. So I just want to always remind us, myself of that every week. That's why I tell, you know, the story sometimes and remind all of us that we have this insanely awesome thing, you know, with Young Living that's unique and um, a gift for many people with what we offer with health and with business. So we have, uh, let's go into whew, a few things. Let's talk about the specials because there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now, not just the regular specials, which I'm going to go through really quick. 100 PV, if you're on Essential Rewards, you get that Tangerine Vitality, the 5 mil. If you're on 190 PV, you get the Vitality and the Ula Grow, which is for Essential Rewards only. If you're on, if you're just a regular order, it would be um, 15 mil of Tea Tree, but that's included if you're on Essential Rewards. 250 PV, add the Thieves Cleaner and the Spray Bottle. And then for 300 PV, you add the Dragon Time. And so we're running out of time for this promotion this month. The days are coming here. We're like, you know, getting wrapping up the month here pretty soon. And, you know, if you've got people that haven't put in their orders yet this month, you know, talk to them about how fantastic these are. Plus, we have some new products that were announced last weekend. And I'm so pumped about a few things here because you know, we could have all the vitamins and minerals and essential oils going in the world, but if we don't de-stress and bring down those stress hormone levels, you know, into normal, into normal range, we have nothing, right? So Young Living just released, I'm so excited, these Stress Away Relaxing Bath Bombs. So you could throw them into your tub and let them fizz and enjoy the benefit of those oils in the water versus sprinkling your oils on the water, which is not the best thing to do because you get oils in your nether parts very easily when you do that and then because it floats on the top of the water. And then the lavender calming bath bombs. And so these are $25.75. They're packs of four. You can find them under the new what's new category. And then this other one, ours is on its way, um, is the coconut lime replenishing body butter. I'm, I can't wait to get this because I love creams and lotions and anything that hydrates my skin because I get dry. And this has just been released um, this past weekend. It's $32.75 and super exciting. But I think everybody is beside themselves with the release of the new Valor formula. The new Valor formula, from what I've been told, I don't know for sure yet because I don't have a bottle in my hand, but I've been told it is, it is of equal, um, how do you say, aroma and performance as the old Valor. And I will be really honest, I never became a fan of Valor 2, and luckily I've been very fortunate to be an oil hoarder over the years, and I've been able to keep my flow of Valor happening but of right of the old valor but i'm really excited because this is now going to be available it's one of the top oils that we have and it really promotes harmony and balance within our body which makes everything else so much easier when it comes to physical mental and emotional function and so that's back online one per month at this time but from what i understand it's going to be um it's going to be a long-term thing they found some sustainable sourcing for the ingredients and we're going to be in rock and roll. And I've heard it's chemically the same as the old Valor, you know, like, you know, chemotypes. And um, I don't know. 
Mine's on its way. I can't give you a yes or a no on the aroma if I believe them or not. I'll tell you next week. So that is really pumped. People are going crazy over that announcement. And then a few things. There's some promotions this month um, from the rallies. You know, the Thief Spray, Laundry Soap, and Purifier uh, are on a promotion right now where you can save 15% on those until the 26th. And then there's 15% on the Ninja Red um, single packets uh, with the two packs as well for Ninja Red. You could save six, 15%, excuse me. And that is what I know. That is the good thing that I know. So if you want to listen to these recordings, uh, like I said earlier, you can. You know, there's a whole, there's like 200 calls, you guys. You know, when people start out, they're like, where do I get trained or how do I start my new member? You know what? Plug them into these calls and say, listen to a call at least a call a week, you know, or, you know, a lot of people have long commutes, tell them to listen to one on the way to and from work, especially if they got a half hour drive. There's 200 calls that people can listen to throughout the course of time since we've been doing these since 2012. So you can find them on diamondfactorytraining.com and they are free. So if you have a free membership there, you'll have access to where you can download them all. You can find them on SoundCloud. You can find them on um, iTunes. And if you want to make sure you get on our Monday call list, get over to OurSimpleTraining.com and subscribe to our VIP email list so that you get the announcements and things like that. And yeah, it's just like, it's just awesome because you can just plug your new people in. Like I said, if someone says, how do I get started? And they're like, I don't have a lot of money for training. Great. Get over here, Diamond Factory, search for Diamond Factory or Jen Springer. You will find my stuff and they can plug in and listen until they are so tired of my soothing Chicago voice. They will just, you know, the funniest thing, you guys, is when, um, right now you can't see me because it's a recording that's audio. But you don't see me that often. Like, you know, you could see somebody through a picture, but that doesn't mean you recognize them in person. But when I'm at a convention or a training, and as soon as I open my mouth, <laughs> heads turn, Jen Springer, because <laughs> they hear this beautiful, soothing, nasal, abrasive voice. <laughs> it's just, it cracks me up. So um, get everybody over there to get those recordings. And the last thing I'm going to announce before we get started is the training we're doing in Salt Lake, you guys. If you're going to convention or if you're on the fence, you need to go because myself and Tom Challen, we're doing a training on Wednesday. It is really insanely, redonkulously budget-friendly. It's like 45 bucks. That's early registration. It's going to go up. Um, it's going to be from 12:30 to 4. We're at the Marriott. That's Kitty Corner, not the one that's right there, but it's one right around the corner. It's still walking distance from the Salt Palace and all, all the hotels that are right there. And I'm covering the beginners of Facebook ads. That is a majorly hot topic for all of you that want to have some sort of web presence. I'm going to help you not totally light your money on fire, and also for you to not make some of the most critical mistakes that newbies make when they are making their first ads. And then Tom is going to talk about how to, you know, the, the simple process in prospecting, getting people started, and then um, you know, you know, keeping that duplication going. And it doesn't matter what type of system that you're using or your upline is using or that you've implemented in your own team. This, what he's going to teach has incredible wisdom that you will be able to implement in everything you do. And he is 
recruited, he's had teams of 40,000 people he's, he's built in a year. He personally sponsored 500, which turned into 40,000 plus. The man has made a bazillion like, dollars in the industry for over 23 years, and they've never had a job outside of that, him and his wife, Kim. Definitely somebody you want to listen to and learn from, and he's one of my personal mentors and a very good friend, and that's why we're locking arms and we're doing this thing together, to give some people some training before convention, because last year... The feedback from so many people was after a convention was over or even on the last day, they said it was one of their favorite things. And so grab your I – mean, you, even if you've been to my trainings or Tom's trainings, um, grab your people that are going saying, we're going to do this. If you've got a farm ticket, switch the day <laughs> to Tuesday and come to this training. It's, uh, to get the tickets, it's YLSaltLake.com. So YLSaltLake.com, 45 bucks a ticket. Get your tickets, get your team's tickets, and that's what you guys are going to do from 1230 to 4 that day. All right? I'm just saying. Whoo, yeah. All right, so let's get into our call. And I was really thrilled to be introduced to Patty McLean by somebody that we mutually know, somebody that's in her team, and somebody that I've worked with um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited because Patty is, is, has gone into the territory where no other person has gone, and that is <laughs> with the teenagers and not just essential oils, but the whole life of living well. And that includes their thoughts. That includes their career soon to be. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you've got a 15-year-old and in a couple of years they're going to either be going into college or they're going to be getting and or a job, you know, or both, or if they're going to get a, their first job at 16, you know, depending on your state. You know, and this is a topic that we kind of just don't, re, you know, like how many parents sit down and give their kid the abundance talk before they get their first job? And then a kid goes and goes to their first job and it's a nightmare, you know, and how to prepare, you know, for these types of things. And then taking care of your body and taking care of your thoughts and stress and all these things. And, and the age of a teenager, there's so many changes, you know, they're going from child to adult, and it's kind of like the lost years, right, for a lot of people. I know it was for me. I don't even remember my teen years because I was kind of naughty, if you guys are surprised. Um, but, you know, there was a, there was a um, how do you want to say, there was, you know, so I, I can't imagine if I had some of these tools. And so Patty has a master's in education and has worked with teens for many, many years and was introduced to Young Living herself and, of course, brought the oils into her work has had incredible results, and so much so that people were asking, hey, can you, like, write this down or give us some tools or, you know, make this so that we can also, you know, teach what you do? And she came out with a book, and the book is called A Teen's Guide to Wellness, Purpose, and Abundance. And it's the perfect size book, in my opinion, Patty, because it's 110 pages, just long enough for all of us. <laughs> so thanks, thanks. so much. I had the, <laughs> Go ahead. I had the, the teens in mind for that one because after teaching English for a while, I know that um, the faster I could get to the point, the better. <laughs> oh, it's so good, and it's so easy to read and flow, and we'll talk all about that. But welcome to the call, and thank you for taking your time out so we can talk about this heartfelt project that you've done. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm excited for you because this 
I, I how do you want to say this? When people, when the, when everybody knows, because when did you release this? How long has it been out? Uh, only since the beginning of April, so it's been about three weeks so far. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And you know, I'll be really honest. We have on the um the you know all the podcasts that we do. It goes out to thousands of people, and I know you're going to be at convention as well, and you're going to have some presence in the Aroma Share Day and things like that. And when everybody knows about this, as we get the word out for you, um, this is profound and it's going to be so impactful for everybody. So do you want to share a little bit about your story? I know I, I, t- I told a little bit, but I know there's some gaps that need to be filled in as well. So do you want to you know, tell people how you got started and kind of how this became you know, literally a tangible thing that I'm holding in my hand? Absolutely. Um, it's It's sort of surreal to me at this point that it's actually happened, but I can give the oils a lot of credit for that. Um, And I I started out as a high school teacher, and I taught high school English, and then I was um, an instructional coach. And through that work, I got to work with all of my colleagues who teach and all of their students. So I was interacting with more and more teens, and I was just seeing a lot of patterns where the kids were struggling. physically, emotionally, academically, it kind of fell on all levels. But um, there were some common denominators that I was able to reach. And so it became sort of a project or a passion of mine to be more encouraging with the students and my colleagues and I. There was a, a team of us that sort of encouraged the kids to show us what they can do, since they're always being told what not to do. And they were really sort of impacted by that negativity, especially the good kids that it wasn't, didn't really apply all of the uh, warnings and stuff that they were receiving. So they did some tremendous work where they sort of made kindness cool, which it's just hard to believe in a high school. And they took their message and they spread it to the elementary school, and it sort of permeated the whole district. And through that work, I got connected with a global nonprofit called Everyone Matters. And um, after working with their president, he invited me to be their school programming and student empowerment advisor. So I got to create similar programming and projects for schools in, I think it's eight countries now. So oh my gosh. I wow. had all of, all of these great opportunities to work with teenagers. But um, working in a public school, I had the most amazing district, such a supportive administration. So it was really a challenge for me when I made the the leap to leave my teaching job, but it was because of Young Living that I was able to do that. So uh, when my son was a baby, he was very sensitive to chemicals and anything synthetic, basically. And um, a big part of, of my story prior to Young Living was that when I was 22 years old, my husband, or my then fiance, was diagnosed with stage 4 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he had a really serious diagnosis at such a young age And when we talked to his oncologists about it, there wasn't a lot of definitive conclusions, but they did mention environmental toxins. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know what that was uh, at 22. And I wish that we would have figured it out at that point. But um, it was actually a few years later when we welcomed our baby boy into the world that he was really sensitive to things in the environment. And we started looking for, for natural alternatives to things like cleaning products and personal care products. And uh, 
a really amazing friend of mine invited me over and said, hey, I have these oils. Do you want to smell them? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you want to come smell stuff at my house? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much the invitation. And she was just so much fun. And by the time I left her house that day, I had my kit and I was on essential rewards. I wasn't really sure what happened. Uh, <laughs> what just happened was, to me? It was definitely one of the best days of my life. And uh, since then, it's supported my own journey and my family on so many levels. But once I started combining that experience and understanding wellness for the first time in my life, uh, at that point I was about 30 years old, and it was the first time I thought about being proactive when it came to my wellness and supporting my emotions and, and my wellness on every level with different tools. And so my journey sort of collided where I was working with the teenagers and I was also having this amazing experience with Young Living and it just made so much sense to, to marry the two and to give the experiences and the tools I was having to the teens. And um, that's when I left teaching and I started working at a local wellness center and I created teen wellness workshops which focus on things like stress management and mindfulness and of course the oils. And it all kind of came together as my team grew and I started sharing my experiences with the teens. People were looking for a resource and that's kind of where the book came from. And I know that you had Dr. Ben Perkis on as a guest on another call yep. at some point and I have to give him some credit because the aroma freedom technique which is mentioned in the book is also the tool that I use to overcome all of the uh, insecurities and challenges I faced going through the book process. So the, the oils literally helped the book come to life. <laughs> oh my goodness, seriously. I didn't know that. That is powerful. Yeah. The, um, you know, I've known Dr. Ben for a really, really long time, and he'd been using the oils in his practice for many, 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 many years. And a couple of years ago when he developed AFT, Aroma Freedom Technique, we were all like, because he, he taught his process, you know, and we were all using this process, but he really refined it. And he also, I, you know, put an identity with it. And now we have this tangible aroma freedom technique, which it would be so, you know, how do the kids respond, you know, when you do the sessions with them, you know? Um, what is it like, you know, have you seen any difference, like with a, you know, a small child versus adult, and then, you know, in a teen, are they different? Or, or go ahead and just, I'm just going to ramble, so uh, just go ahead. Absolutely, no, I, I, haven't, I haven't done too much AFT with the younger um, teens. I, I do work with preteens and teens, and I would say that uh, 13 is probably the youngest that I've facilitated a session for personally, but I, I really love introducing them to the idea that they can um, really let go of things and create new beliefs. And that's something I touch on in the book that you get with AFT. But um, a big part of the aroma freedom technique for anybody who's not familiar with it is that it not only helps you clear blocks, but it helps you create positive affirmations and a plan to move forward towards your goals. And mm -hmm. goals are a really challenging thing for any age, obviously. But um, when I work with teens, they get overwhelmed sometimes at the prospect of feeling like they have to know what they're going to do for the rest of their life or even just worrying about their academic success in high school or their sports abilities and getting them to achieve more confidence going through that process has been great. And like I said, I've done it with all ages uh, from 13 to 
75 at least. And um, I, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the teens are more open to it because they are either closer to whatever is blocking them or they're just more open to letting stuff go. That, that could just be a generalization, but it's been really successful so far. Oh, my gosh. You know, how long have you been working with teens? Um, I started teaching in 2004, so about 13 years, but obviously in college and stuff like that, it was more informal. But it's always sort of been a passion for me to give them the tools that I wish I had at that point in life. <laughs> you know, do you, the reason why I ask is, um, do, do you think that um, the teens, even in that period of time that you've been working with them, so you figure, you know, 13 years plus, you know, add more years in there from when you're in college working with them. Um, have you seen changes in what they have to deal with or how they respond? You know, just as a, if you look at the whole entire group, um, have you noticed that they have more stresses now or they, they're better equipped or they're more open or less open than when you first even started doing the work with them in, just in general of, of what they're dealing with? Uh, absolutely, I've seen a shift, and I've talked about this with a lot of my colleagues and a lot of the parents of the teens that I work with. We we have this dialogue, and it's something I touch on in the book, is that um, as the world became more globalized and connected digitally, um, there's been a shift in perception, also a shift in interaction with one another, because there is so much of an emphasis on social interactions online now. So in the book, I actually include social media as a component of wellness, which might seem odd at first, but uh, part of it is meeting the kids where they are. But the other part is the really important, um, it's so important for us to address that as a need now, because a lot of young people are creating their identities based on their social media interactions. And so a lot of the kids that I work with are struggling with confidence and identity and uh, things that, I mean, I can't even, could you imagine if YouTube was a thing when we were in high school? Like, I don't I think imagine. I would have, I don't think I would have had the career that I've had so far if my antics were televised when I was a teenager. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's cyberbullying and people, you know, there. You know, as we know, in, in some of the, um, you know, I've seen it in many situations where teens will put up videos of themselves or pictures, and these total knuckleheads will come on and say just horrible things, and they don't even know these people. It could be, you know, the, the, even if people have their stuff said as public, and and that's a lot of um, a lot of emotions for them to deal with. You know, with people saying really nasty things, and, and I, I don't understand what happens to people sometimes on the Internet. I mean, I get some weird stuff, let me tell you. I'm like, what is wrong yeah. with you people? Obviously, you well, need some help because you got some <laughs> junk in your trunk, you know. You need AFT and oil. Absolutely. But, and you have you that know. perspective, too, as, as an adult, and, and we're sort of digital immigrants, too, so the, <laughs> the technology wasn't always there for the whole time that we – went through these developmental stages. So aside from the trolling and the cyberbullying and things like that, um, the culture of comparison is, is one of the biggest Ooh, shifts yeah. where, uh, you know, when we were in high school, we had 20 or 30 kids in our class that we might compete with or compare ourselves to. But now kids are faced with comparing themselves globally to, so their um, peer group has evolved into this massive 
group of people and it really causes them to struggle with understanding their worth and really just wrapping their head around that. So those are definitely the, the negative parts of social media, but one of the things I focus on in the book is that um, I've also seen teens use it for good. And those of us who run our businesses digitally, you mentioned this in the beginning about um, having a digital presence professionally. So we know how difficult it is if we post a blog or a graphic and somebody comments on it or says something negative about the oils. And we, we know how we take that as adults. So it's, it's interesting to help them navigate that, but also get them to understand that they have a choice. So they get to choose what they follow online. They get to choose what they post. So they get to choose mm-hmm. a lot of things. So that empowering piece of the puzzle is getting them to navigate that terrain. It's, it's not really realistic to deter them from it because it's such a part of their culture. So I'm really passionate about giving them tools to be mindful with social media and to look for the good stuff and to be the ones that are creating and producing that good stuff. So a lot of the social media challenges in the book are really just getting them to go out there and find that good stuff and to also create it themselves. Mm. You know, when teenagers are, um, let's just say naughty, you know, when they start to act out and they rebel and they may either have behavioral challenges, anger, mismanagement, you know, where they get violent or bullies or even the opposite, you know, start using drugs or whatever, promiscuous. Um, What is the source of that? And what are some of the things that people can do, parents or other guardians of these teens can do to help with those types of situations? Uh, that's that's the big money question, and I wish I, could, I wish I could answer it definitively, but I could definitely share some of my experience and, and what I've come to realize, and this has come from a lot of the personal development work we get to experience as uh, network marketing professionals and members of the Young Living community and just adults, is that um, on some level, they're just trying to feel good. And... Mm. It, it seems interesting to us as, as adults looking at their actions and realizing how destructive they are, that that true intent is there for them to feel good. But one of the best things that we can offer them as members of Young Living is as a way to feel good that's not destructive, that's not harmful. We can offer them the experience of feeling relaxed or calm or empowered just by exposing them to this lifestyle because a lot of the kids I work with aren't familiar with alternatives, you know, and it's their parents are awesome and their parents are doing the best that they can, but maybe the parents aren't even aware of, of all the options or they're not aware of the extent of the destructive decisions or the impact of lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. a lot of young people, I think my husband getting sick so young really helped me realize that the lifestyle piece has to be introduced to younger and younger people so that they can be proactive and and that's on all levels. So when it comes to the destructive choices and I work with kids who are in recovery from all sorts of things. Um, I'm not a mental health professional so everything I do is focused on wellness. I want to give them tools so they can manage their stress. I want to give them tools so that they can feel good. I want to give them experiences where they can understand that they can choose their thoughts, that they can choose the toxins that they use in their everyday life for the most part, that they can choose the 
types of relationships they encounter and the thoughts that they think even. There's toxic thoughts, there's toxic people, and there's toxic products. So the fact that we really emphasize um, wellness on every level is such a great message for kids who are struggling in any realm. And just knowing that there's an alternative because a lot of kids who struggle with destructive choices also define themselves by those choices. So if they are in recovery, they define themselves that way. Or if they're struggling with um, a type of diagnosis or a label, they really create that as their identity. So I like to offer alternatives where they explore their strengths and their passions and then use that as their identity so that they can sort of balance the areas where they struggle, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, definitely. And is that also part of why they hide their true gifts? Because, um, you, know, you, you know, we've talked about that. You know, these teens, you know, like right now, you know, the millennials have this, this rap, you know, um, and this uh, stereotype. And, and teens, you know, people look at teens and they're like, you know, teen, you ask a teen, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to do when you grow up? I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just like this blah, you know, type of thing. You know, why do they hide their true gifts and they kind of go into that little like turtle mode? Yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of the things that, that we've touched on already. A lot of them are afraid to own their gifts because they don't want to be different from other people because mm. they're stuck in that trap of comparison. But they're mm-hmm. also um, – it's not always encouraged in our culture for them to do things differently. And uh, a lot of the, up until recently, it's just sort of been understood that you go to school and you do really well, and then you go to college and you get a good job, but things are shifting so much. And we can appreciate that as entrepreneurs, that, um, you know, the idea of a safe, secure, guaranteed good job as soon as they get out of college is not, a likely reality in a lot of Mm-mm. cases now. So getting them to answer different questions instead of what do you want to be when you grow up. One of the questions I ask in the purpose section of the book is, is what problems do you want to solve? Who do you want to help? How do you want to feel? And mm-hmm. once they start exploring those questions, it gets more into that idea of purpose because I found that when I ask the teens what they want to be when they grow up, they get caught in a very limited idea of career choices based on either people they know or their idea of what is a safe, secure, good job that they can pay their bills with. And, um, you know, as somebody who had one of those, and it was a really good one, and jumping into this entrepreneurial lifestyle, it was the best decision I ever made, but it's also one that was difficult for a lot of people to understand. So I think it's, it's really cool to get the kids to use their gifts in in many ways. It may not even be their career choice. It may just be a way that they can shine and help others as, you know, in their community or as part of their church or as part of a school organization. So a lot of kids just feel like since they're young, they don't have a voice and they can't use it and nobody will take them seriously. Mm -hmm. So I just love to sort of say, okay, well, if you did have a voice, what would you say? (laughs) And that gets them at least, to get out of that mode and realize that there are things that they could do no matter how old they are. You know, what, um, what products or oils or in general are you finding? I know that what I love about your book is that you've, you've made it into like an interactive 
you know, process where they can respond and write and come up with their own ideas. And you know, it's not just like rigid, like here's this and you do this. It's like you, know, you allow some room for creativity and expression and for them to do some discovery. But are you, do you find that there's some overall trends in oils or you know, products or whatever for, for especially this age group um, beyond, you know, we all could use so many different things, but is there anything particular that you found that seems to be like very often that works that incredibly well for supporting the teens? I, the one that they love the most, interestingly, because I, I have the Aroma Complete kit, so they play around with the oils all the time, but they are all really drawn to stress away. And um, <laughs> so I, I, I usually have that diffusing in a lot of the workshops, but um, they like the Aroma Freedom blend too, which is just lavender, stress away, and frankincense mixed together. I do a lot of work with mindfulness, just getting them to yeah. be in the present moment so that they're not so worried about things that happened in the past or worrying about things that are going to happen in the future. Just that, um, you know, finding that center so that they can just relax for a little while. And my favorite oil for mindfulness, uh, it's probably tough, definitely present time, but anything oh. grounding like Northern Lights, Black Spruce or Valor, now that it's back in stock, um, they really gravitate towards those. And and just like the grown-ups, though, when it comes to especially the emotional blends, there's certain kids have certain aversions to ones, and so I can't really generalize there any more than I could with adults, really, except for stress away and the success that I have with, with the grounding oils just because they uh, feel. There's a, there's a group of teens I've been working with lately who really love Copaiba, actually, and I didn't really? even know what that one was for for a while, but they find it to be really relaxing, so... Oh, that oil is is probably one of my favorites. When that first came out, it was only in deep release. It was not available as a single. And I was familiar with the resin, and the resin has been used traditionally for spiritual purposes. And I would have the resin, and, oh, it was just intoxicating to me. And then when we had the oil of deep relief released, I could smell it in there. And I would just I just fell in love with the aroma of deep relief, not even the action and then eventually it was released as a single, and I was like, oh, like, it's very subtle, sweet, and gentle. And especially teens, you know, some of them are like, I would imagine they wouldn't want to wear some obtrusive oil, but here's this gentle, nurturing, grounding oil that they could use and not smell like a flowery whatever, right? <laughs> well, it's interesting because the group that I'm referring to that uh, likes the Copa even the best, they're all boys. So that's Yeah, it makes sense. It, it doesn't really smell like anything. But um, they also love the Ula oils. I do some Ula with the teens. So mm. Ula balance more than Ula grow, interestingly, seems to be a favorite. But um, just introducing them to Ula and getting them to understand the idea of balance and growth, because I mentioned working with kids in recovery, but I probably work with more kids who are overwhelmed overachievers than mm. anything. So um, balance really comes into play at both extremes there, too. But uh, being a recovering perfectionist myself, I definitely connect with those kids and it's it's awesome to teach them to take care of themselves because that's that's a big message from young living is self-care and if somebody would have told me that when I was a teenager I think things might have been a little different for me <laughs> well yeah because I I don't know I mean this is my trend and people that I know and maybe you can confirm this is that so many 
people that are alpha types, you know, the drivers and the super overwhelmers that try to do too many things and be perfect and all that jazz, um, you know, having some of these tools, you know, a teenager can be equipped to soar through those years as an intense, you know, little fireball. But as they get into their 20s and even beyond, that's when I've seen, like, you know, some of the other more um, bigger challenges like anxiety and panic attacks and um, complete overwhelm to shut down and, you know, things of that nature, you know, in the 20s because it's like they, they've just been riding that adrenaline, trying to do everything and be everything wave since their teens. I mean, I can't, this would be an incredible advantage to having access to these tools of like not, you know, not trying to be so perfect all the time and having some of these, um, how do you want to say, some of these techniques and um, uh, I was going to say tools, I said tools like six times, where they could, um, you know, handle and not feel like they need to be, they'll be, you know, a recovering perfectionist by the time they hit 16 versus 45, you know, when they they realize it's going to kill them. So, Absolutely, yeah. and, and that's so much of my own personal story. I don't know that I think you inadvertently um, just shared my life story, but I. <laughs> and mine <I'm> too. <laughs> and probably everybody's I'm, listening. <laughs> I'm very motivated by that because once I realized that one of the things that I teach the kids and the oils help with this so much is breathing. I didn't realize that so much of the stress that I was feeling was because I literally wasn't breathing. And a couple of years ago, I was in a classroom doing a project with a bunch of honors students and AP students, and I looked around and I was like, you guys aren't breathing breathing. Um, That was like a big moment for me. But so part of the awesome experience that they have with the oils is that I invite them to breathe deeply when they're experiencing the oils. So they're not only getting the benefit of the oils, they're also getting the benefit of the oxygen. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, even the oil, like breathe again, you know, everybody grabs that because of, you know, some discomfort they're having or whatever. And it's like, no, I mean, literally look at it as breathe again, like you've been holding your breath or you've been under so much stress that you have been taking really shallow breaths and now you can breathe again. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it's so true. You know, I'm looking here and I, I just, um, you know, you've got in here, for those that get the book, and we'll tell them where to get it in a little bit. You guys just hold on to your pants, Okay. Um, you know, you've got like essential oils to support goal setting and you've got like into the future and stress away and, you know, some of the oil oils and, you know, oils to support empowering beliefs like inner child, which is one of my like ultimate top favorites of the universe, um, frankincense and forgiveness and release and, you know, there's highest potential and transformation and, you know, you've got this like a workbook, you know, where they can, um, you know, work on their beliefs and then, you go into here, you know, here, you know, what do you believe? And then they can write down, you know, what negative beliefs do you have about yourself or the world that might be holding you back? And then you left a spot for they, where they can write. Um, I, it just is such a good book. I think I'm going to be, after this call is over, I'm going to be relinquishing this to Monty for his daughter because <laughs> I have to get some copies for my nieces and nephews. But, um, and, and, you know, she's a um, definitely a, uh, an overachiever type and she's very competitive in sports and I can see some of that intensity in her that could leave her to having, um, 
you know, some challenges in the future. And, and, and it's not even a kid that's got any naughty behavior at all. It's just a kid that is like, I need to be perfect, and I need to be the best, and I need to put in 500% all the time. And like you said, that's like our story. And there's so many really, really, really good tools in here. And so why, you know, in this book, why is the wellness part the biggest section? So you've got different section here. Why is the wellness part the biggest? Um, I, basically because without the wellness part, the purpose and abundance parts are really difficult to address on any level. So I, I broke <laughs> the wellness section up into um, three parts. I talk about body, mind, and spirit. And um, just there's a lot of introductory material because I want to plant the seeds. I want it to be uh, a sort of an introduction to this world of wellness that we now live and love and are getting such benefits from. And I explained in the beginning to, you know, take what works for you and leave the rest, but I encourage them all to at least explore everything and then, because you don't really know what works for you until you try it. <laughs> but the, the wellness part, I really wanted to do exactly what you said. I wanted to leave it open-ended so that they can have the experience, because I think if somebody, even at this point in my life, especially when I was a teenager, tried to tell me how to be healthier or have a more wellness focus, I would just be like, yeah, 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 I'm going to go eat my right. cereal and have it for every meal of the day, and I don't care. Uh, so, um, and that goes for the destructive choices, too. And so when I approached the wellness, I wanted to come from that place of inviting them to have the experience. Because, you know, if somebody would have told me to drink Ninja Red, I was, would have said, no, thanks, it's weird, and I'm, you know, not one of those healthy people. <laughs> so, but once you drink the Ninja Red and you feel energized and you actually have that experience, you, you know that you want to feel that way. And the same thing comes with exercise and nutrition in general, like making those connections between how you feel when you actually move and how you feel when you make certain food choices. And then once we get into the mind stuff, that's, that's purely experiential. A lot of kids haven't even really thought about their thinking. You know, metacognition is sort of complex, but it's not too complex for teenagers by any means because they, they do have such amazing potential. That, what I've seen teenagers do and what I know they're capable of is, is my real intent behind all of this because I am always blown away by their gifts and talents and what they think but uh, encouraging them to realize that it's okay to think about their thinking and to choose their thoughts and that, you know, it's a process. I really emphasize that throughout the whole wellness section is that perfection is not the goal, <laughs> that it's a process and that moderation and exploration are encouraged. So that's why I have so many blanks, so even when it comes to the essential oils, because I know what oils I love and which oils have worked for the, the kids I work with, but you know, maybe somebody's going to be reading this and their favorite oil is one I don't even have. Uh, mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that they knew that I'm not the guru who has all the answers. I really just want to sort of be the facilitator that gets them an opportunity to explore these things and have the experiences. And so uh, my current project right now actually is to create the companion guide for this so that the adults will have a tool for themselves to sort of collaborate with their teens through some of these things. You know, um, and one of the things I want to touch on is um, body image because they're, you know, teens, you know, well, preteens, they, you know, they get these little kid bodies. 
And then all of a sudden, like you said, that culture of comparison comes in because different areas start to develop, you know, in areas that are very, you know, sexualized and worshipped in our society, you know, the, you know their, their backsides and their chest and the boys are getting beards and maybe they don't and then they have no facial hair and then the girls, you know, are they pretty enough? Is their makeup good enough? Is there this enough? You know, all that stuff. What have you found that really helps support healthy body image because they're comparing, you know, all of a sudden one has a growth spurt and they're a foot, you know, taller than the other one and somebody's voice is deepened up and cracking and the other one looks like, a, you know, he's still in first grade, you know. I mean, what, what have you found that really helps with that? Because I know that's such a, a huge, huge thing is the body, the body image. Um, part of it is really just kind of talking about the elephant in the room and um, not making it so awkward, you know, to introduce, have conversations with them about body image and get them to, I, I don't really like to tell the kids a lot of stuff. I more like to ask questions and get them to draw mm-hmm. the conclusions because it's know, part, partly my coaching background, but partly just what's really effective. And they, they know on some level that everybody is unique and that, you know, they, they have good things to focus on. So I definitely make them tell me what's awesome about them. And that could, we don't focus on the physical as much as other qualities, but even that, like I I always say, you know, what's one thing you love about the way you look or what's one thing you love about that? And just to get them to acknowledge that. And sometimes it's a process. Sometimes they can't answer me. And, and that's why, um, there's so many great tools out there. In the book I mentioned, bodyimagemovement.com, that one's more for girls. There's a documentary out called Embrace that um, really breaks a lot of stereotypes down. And uh, there's a great Colby Calais song called Try. And um, she kind of goes through taking off all of her makeup in the video. So we watch that and talk about, you know, Photoshop and understanding realistic body image and deciding what's more important as far as um, wellness versus perfection in that regard too. So we've already kind of chatted about perfection in regards to achievements, but that same logic applies to perfection in regards to our our personal or our physical bodies as well. Mm. So there are lots of oils, but I think that, you know, confidence and um, Self-esteem is such a huge challenge. That's number one, hands down, the, the biggest challenge amongst all the kids I've probably ever worked with, myself included. So I focus a lot on creativity, compassion, and confidence. And sometimes we teach what we need to learn the most. So sometimes I'm right there with the kids when we're talking about loving ourselves and um, focusing on affirmations. But uh, oils like the Ula oils and acceptance and valor, I've, I've really helped you know, just help to use those and have have the conversations, just get them to realize. And one of the problems is actually that um, they are critical of themselves and critical of others, so it creates mm-hmm. sort of this uh, cycle of judgment. So getting them to focus on non-judgment and the things they're grateful for and just that shift in perception kind of all plays into it. So I don't know if there's a magic bullet for body image, but I'm I'm still exploring it, and I think that the most healthy thing is to get them to talk about it and to encourage the lifestyle that we talk about because so many of the kids who develop uh, eating disorders or just um, 
low self-esteem because of their physical appearance, they never talk about it. They never, mm-hmm. you know, kind of create that dialogue or explore what it means to be healthy as a whole person. So that comes back to the holistic approach that we all like to focus on. <laughs> oh, yes. It's so so true. And it's, it's often a result of other, so many layers of other things. And, you know, you want to explain real quick um, the ditch and switch challenge. This is a really cool way to approach the, um, the teams, I think, where, like you said, not telling, letting them figure some stuff out. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Absolutely. I, I just, um, after I introduced them to different tips and oils and uh, just um, philosophy, I guess, about taking care of themselves, as far as their physical wellness, um, I get, this is a little chart in the book, but I want them to think about things like personal care products, food, activities that they choose to do, even their thoughts, and just write down what a toxic choice would be versus a more natural or um, a healthier choice. And just to, to draw that comparison, so for instance, um, you know, if their toxic choice is to do drugs, what can they do instead? Or if their toxic food is that they, you know, drink way too much soda or they, you know, have a lot of processed foods and then get them to explore the alternative. So just understanding that it's a that's the process thing too because when I first began my journey, I definitely did not throw out everything in my house. I, it was a journey for me because yeah. I wanted to to be, you know, I'm a little frugal, but I also didn't really get the whole lifestyle initially. So getting them to just switch out one little thing, like if they can just choose one positive thought as opposed to one negative thought, that momentum is going to go further. Or if they download the Think Dirty app and realize that their body spray is literally killing them and they decide to throw it away and choose to use an oil as a perfume or a cologne or if they, you know, choose an apple instead of a something at the drive-through, just little tiny things that they can do that create new habits that have momentum behind them. So, I, I created that challenge just to get them to see that the little stuff does make a big difference. You know, and then because you know, kind of circling around back to what we talked about the, at the beginning, there are um, you know toxins that are impacting us. You know, like you said, that your son has, you know, very extreme sensitivity, and you know, dealing with your husband having Hodgkin, you know, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then recovering from that. Do you think that, um, you know, that society as a whole is more of a proactive or a reactive mindset? You know, there's, you know, I know you've got a great analogy that, um, you know, really kind of brings on the light bulb as far as. You know, are we proactive or reactive in, you know, switching society? Because that word wellness, so many people are like, yeah, whatever, like stupid wellness. I'm not dying today. I'm well, you know. You know, what, what do you say to that? Uh, I have to give my, my Aunt Linda, who's also my editor, I have to give her some credit for the analogy because as we were going through, she we were talking about this because I was always very reactive in my wellness because – um, I do think that that is a huge part of our culture and society, and we probably experience that, those of us who are on the call who are young living business builders, getting people to see the value in the lifestyle, is that um, we tend to encounter a challenge and then look for a solution instead of 
preempting the problem in the first place. <laughs> so the analogy that I used, um, thanks to Aunt Linda, is uh, about cars. So a lot of, especially the boys I work with, they're really into their cars, and they would never, ever miss a service appointment or not check the tires and check the oil or any of those things. Like if the check engine light comes on in their car, it's a big deal. But when you look at what we do to our bodies, so many of us, teens and adults alike, we, we don't do anything until the check engine light comes on. And so it's, it's really funny to realize that we are more proactive in wellness for our vehicles than we are for ourselves. And um, just drawing that parallel is something that the, the teens can wrap their heads around. But it's, it's so true that um, once I realized that we could take care of ourselves ahead of time and save ourselves a lot of stress and challenges, it was you know, just like doing that routine maintenance on the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the old saying that goes from, from millennia, you know, we've all heard it from our family members before us, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And that was that total, re- it's like that pr- really reactive programming that so many of us have heard forever, you know, like, okay, it ain't broke, then I don't need to fix it. You know, my arm is half falling off. It's not totally falling off, so I don't need to fix it, you know. <laughs> well, like, thanks to Young Living, I realized that there's a lot of things that I didn't know that were broken that were. like <laughs> Right. <laughs> even on an emotional level. <laughs> yes, you know, it's. I thought, especially as a younger person, that um, – you know, feeling tired and unmotivated and wanting to take a nap all the time and having fuzzy thinking uh, was normal. Like, I thought, man, you know, does everybody feel as crappy as I do all the time? And, you know, no. <laughs> it's really not, really not the way it's supposed to be. But a lot of people have no idea that they're not supposed to feel like that. You know, it's like, wow, really? And interestingly, with teenagers, they, they um, really make excuses for a lot of challenges, too. Like, when they're tired all the time, they're like, oh, they're just teenagers. Well, right. we know from our perspective that being tired could definitely be a challenge with nutrition or um, supplements or anything, really, environmental toxins. So <laughs> it's um, it's really interesting how how lenient or how easy it is to explain away some of the challenges that teens have. And the same thing happened when my husband was sick. He, we didn't find out until he was in stage four because there was some sort of logical explanation for all of his symptoms. You know, he was working really hard and he, you know, ate a lot of spicy food. You know, there was, there was an, a pseudo explanation for everything, but none of it was, was legit. Oh, that's just so crazy. Um, one of the things that I want to make sure everybody knows is there's two places to find you. Um, that your website, if they just want to know more about what you're doing, it's the Patty McLean M C L A I N dot com, and that's your like your website. But to get your book, it's on Amazon, <laughs> and there is no easier way to get it than on Amazon because there is. Um, Hold on, I'm going right there. It's Prime, you guys, right? So it doesn't get any easier than that. You don't pay for the shipping. If you're a Prime member, you can get your books, and you can get, you know, the the ratings on it are fantastic, so make sure you leave a rating for Patty. It's very important because that helps her with all the stuff that she needs to do with Amazon, and then more people can see how amazing this book is as well. So just search for 
a teen's guide to wellness, purpose, and abundance. And literally, I just started typing, it was yesterday, a teen's. And as soon as I put that in there, like it filled out the rest automatically and it pulled it up right away. So I don't know if you know that, Patty, so it's a good thing that Amazon actually started auto-populating it. And so it's really, really good. But uh, yeah, there there is... Um, there is definitely a, a need for this. It's a great gift um, to encourage people. And you, you do have it on Kindle, right? Yeah, and it's also a Kindle matchbook. So if you order the hard copy, you can get the Kindle version for like $1.99 just as like a bonus. So if you want to keep the hard copy and the digital copy, it's, it's more economical that way. <laughs> Yes, no kidding, for sure. Because you know the the hard copy is really nice because if you know teenager can go through and an adult like you've had a lot of adults use this too, right? Not just teens. Because I personally, I think this is fabulous. Like I think it'd be great for anybody, even new getting started on their wellness journey. I think it's fantastic. But you've had a lot of adults as well, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Well, a lot of my friends who are adults, but also some of the the teens I work with, their parents have have looked through it, and so it's. It's written in a tone and a style that is intended for teens, but the content is definitely applicable to all of us. <laughs> mm, it's, I love it because it's not dry and boring. You use some fun phrases and words and, and things like that. It's not you know, where people will be like, oh, I can barely make it through this first chapter. I mean, they'll be able to, to, to get through it and have, you know, it's light and it's fun and it's, it's not, um, you know, like you said, it's not accusatory. It's very, like, you know, inquisitive and, and responsive, and it's just great that way. And I look forward to even seeing your companion guide that you're going to be releasing very soon here. And people can, if they're going, if you guys are going to convention, people, you can find her at the Aroma Share, correct? Are you doing anything else um, throughout the week? Or um, you, the, you're in the Grand Ballroom, as we talked about yesterday, if they need to find you there. Yep, at convention, I'll just be at Aroma Sharing in the Grand Ballroom, and that's that's all so far. And I'm well, also going to be part of the Global Symposium that's coming up at that's the end right. of May. I'm one of the speakers for that, too. I remembered there was one other thing that I, I'm like, there's something else I need to remember about that. And, uh, yeah, Aroma Share is two days, you guys, so, like, it's definitely more than enough. <laughs> it's definitely it's a it's a crazy experience for those of you who haven't gone. It's a must do. Like you have to go to Aroma Share. It's like it's like when you go to Chicago, you got to have pizza, right? Um, it's just one of those types of things you got to do when you are in um, Salt Lake going to conventions. So, well, thank you so much for coming, Patty. And I'm going to open the line so everybody can say goodnight to you. So, hang on, everybody. Let me go ahead and open these up. La 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 la. Where's the button? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. 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 Thank